Welcome to Activist NYC, the podcast, presented by Listening Party and recording inside Canal Street Market. I'm your host, Cindy Trin. Each episode features a different guest working in activism and social justice in New York City. My goal is to learn about what motivates activists to do the hard work they dedicate their lives to and discuss the important issues surrounding the people of New York. Stay with us. My guest today is Kim Ortiz from NYC Shut It Down and Cop Watch Patrol Unit. CPU seeks to end police repression through directly monitoring police while they are engaging the public through questioning, detainment, or arrest. CPU spends their time walking the streets, observing police, witnessing and recording police interactions with citizens on camera, video record, audio record, and or paper. They often concentrate in areas where known troublemaking cops are assigned or areas of high police activity. CPU also advises people of their rights and listens to their stories and documents those stories. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Cindy. So, uh, so it's really exciting. Uh, you're on TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm on TV. <laughs> um, so that's why we're here today. Um, you're on a show now called Cop Watch America. It just premiered on BET, correct? Yes. Um, the first episode aired October 23rd. Okay, awesome. So tell me about this show. Like, what? Well, how did it start and how did you get involved with it? So um, a few years back, I did a documentary for BBC that um, at the time was called The Biggest Gang in New York. And um, that did really, really well overseas. And um, somehow it got picked up by Netflix and um, they changed the name to Cop Watchers. And um, that did really well. And some folks saw that and um, wanted to saw the concept and wanted to maybe build on that and they reached out to us and that's when the conversation started with BET about a year and a half ago or so give or take okay and and how did CPU start like I I know like so disclaimer I've known Kim since like 2014 yeah. right we met um during Black Lives Matter and um also I've known Jose for a long time and and uh, some of the other people from CPU and uh, how did how did it really start like how did CPU you know get its beginnings here in New York so Jose LaSalle founded Cop Watch Patrol Unit um, in 2011 around when Occupy was happening and he's continued to patrol the streets and record these um, activities by the police and upload these videos so he has the most videos of um, cop watching that I that I know of, you know, so that started. And then he continued to patrol and everything with Eric Garner, a Kai girly happened in New York. Um, you know, obviously there was Kimani Gray, Romarley Graham before that. And he continued to be present in those um, protests and at those uprisings. And um, when <sighs> Eric Garner happened and a Kai girly, we were all out in the streets. I, you know, that's where we met. And we were out there heavy, hard every day and I met Jose LaSalle through um, Grand, at Grand Central with NYC Shut It Down when we were protesting there. And um, he says that he liked my, <coughs> my style and he saw that I was cop watching at the time for Justice Committee. And um, you know, we just ended up spending a lot of time together and I really, really liked his approach to cop watch. Um, it fit my style more. So I was, you know, 
lucky enough to join the CPU family um, in 2015 and kind of never turn back. I remember those those protests at Grand Central because I, I was there right with, like with everyone as well back in the um, shut like NYC shut it down every week at Grand Central. I actually had June from NYC shut it down on this podcast, um, which you could check out as well in the earlier episodes. It's a really good episode, um, and I just remember the the energy back then, right? And and the frustration, but also just like this outpouring of support for the community. And it made me feel comfortable to see the CPU people out there because, I mean, I, during Occupy, I was a legal observer with National Lawyers Guild. And, um, you know, I would get people telling me like it was comforting to them to see people in the green hats for because, sure. you know, I, uh, it, yeah, you could get arrested, and you could <laughs> there's a good chance that you might get tackled or assaulted by a police officer. And just knowing that somebody is there watching, um, I think that helps like activists in the streets a lot to feel at least not comfortable, but at least feel like somebody is watching for them. Um, so I just wanted to spend this quick moment to tell you how much like. I appreciate CPU and how much I think other people appreciate it because it is scary being out in the streets. It is. It is terrifying when there's cops surrounding you and they all have weapons and they're all looking to fuck you up. Yeah. It is scary. And if you don't have somebody out there watching your back, then it's going to deter people from being out there in the streets. So I think what you do at CPU is so necessary and so important. And you are, I mean, I, every activist I have on this show, I respect so highly, but you're definitely one of the activists that I respect the most, like, and I've always followed your work. And oh, I respect I that. Think I appreciate you, you so much. I think you are just a phenomenal person. Oh. And <laughs> you, I don't know how you do it all because you were also a mother, right? Yes, I have three boys. Three boys. Yeah. <laughs> I have no children <laughs> and even I have trouble like trying to like balance everything like how do you do it how do you balance being a mom an activist working being a woman being you know a, a person just a human being you know a person of color right like how do you balance everything so first, I just wanted to say that thank you so much, and I appreciate <laughs> you too. And trust me, when we see the green hats, we feel better too. So like that goes, you know, both ways. Like I think that what we're doing is com building community, and you know, and the way we do that best is to support each other. And I th like to think that that's what NYC Shut It Down and CPU do. And as far as the crazy shit show that's my life, um, I do it carefully. You know, like sadly, as a black woman having to struggle and always being tired and having to pull more than my share is given, right? It's kind of like already implied, you know, um, in this society, but I don't always do it all well. You know, like sometimes everything literally goes to shit. Like I cannot miss another day of work right now because filming the show took a lot of time, you know, and um, I, I work a nine to five. so. Um, you know, there's times where I miss out on something from my children and I didn't get to go to a soccer game. So the, the name of the game is balance. And ultimately, I love my children. I love my people. 
So that's going to make me always stay in tune with that because I'm doing this for my children. I'm doing this for my people. You know, I'm a union I, I, I'm a union organizer um, for my job. So even that I consider, you know, part of Black Lives Matter because I work for a retail union. Those are black and brown workers that I'm fighting for on my job. And these are black and brown people that I'm fighting for off my job. So to me, as a black woman, it's just something that I have to do. I don't really have another choice. Wow, I mean that—that's—that is something I don't think I could ever personally go through. And so again, that's why I respect you so much. And I hear you, I see you, and I just want you to know, like, how much I acknowledge your ver veracity, really, and your dedication um, to to this movement. Because thank you so much. This is about the future of our kids, right? For sure. And 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 your three boys—they are perfectly in the middle of this controversy of this movement because they are the most likely victims of a future police brutality act absolutely and um if you are not going if you, if you can't be out there you know who else will i have no choice you know yeah. again we got to be out there it's not just for my babies uh, all black brown indigenous poor babies are my babies right you know and what we're seeing right now in New York is all these fair evasion, um, aggressive tactics by the NYPD. What is going on? Why are we seeing NYPD in our subway trains now? Like, what? why is this happening? Do you think you could sh shed some light on it? So to me, this is not new, right? There's been this war on the poor and this war on homelessness. I believe that there are a lot of things at play here. Gentrification, you know, uh, playing a big part here. If you look at the areas where they're cracking down on vendors and children selling candy and, you know, subway performers, it's black and brown neighborhoods, you know? They're not tripping on Wall Street. They're not tripping, you know, and don't tell me that people don't sell churros down by 34th because they do. They're not tripping there. You know, it's, it's, um, it's very intertwined and insidious. I feel like gentrification has a big part of it. We have all of these budgets coming up. We have all of these people trying to be reelected, right? So um, for me, um, it's a war on the poor, and it's just a continuation of that. And they spent $500 million on this initiative. Just, uh, it's, it, just for background, by the way, um, so what's happening right now in our subways is Andrew Cuomo, our governor, um, just hired 500 more cops to patrol the subways because he's basically started this fair evasion campaign where they're cracking down, right, on people who are skipping um, the fare, so people who are jumping the turnstile. And these are, again, very, very poor young black and brown kids who can't afford $2.75. Sometimes we're all, we can't afford it. And, and, and we shouldn't criminalize people for not being able to afford it, right? But um, under the directive of Cuomo, New York is now instilling this campaign against fair evasion. So just in the recent uh, month, uh, there have been some incidents and some videos that showed up of cops pulling their guns out on a young black kid who was unarmed on the subway. About a dozen cops pulled out their guns against this kid and it caused so much panic. People were screaming and running away from the cops. Right. They were fearing their lives, not because of the kid, right. but because of the cops. Right. 
And there was another incident at J Street, uh, the J Street Metro Check stop in Brooklyn, um, where officers punched uh, a kid in the in his face. Just fifteen years old. Yeah, fifteen year old kid just punched him in his face, mm -hmm. and and all of this is captured on video, yep. right? All this is captured on video, and it sparked outrage. And so, um, just the other week, I was at the um, the protests, mm -hmm. right, in downtown Brooklyn um, to, to protest against the aggressive tactics of the NYPD. And um, I, I wanna know what, what else can we do? What else can we do about this issue besides protesting? Because, I mean, it, it, it does seem so, it's just so egregious that we are punishing people that severely for $2.75. It doesn't make sense, right? It, the, the punishment does not fit the crime. And as our criminal justice system is supposed to work, the punishment is supposed to fit the crime. But in this case, it seems so severe to punish people that severely for $2.75. Right. So, so what, what else can we do besides protesting? Like, what campaigns do you think um, would, would help this issue? So, um, community building and, you know, to escape poverty and to you know, liberate our people, it's gonna take a lot of different aspects, right? It's as simple as helping each other. It's as simple as when you have an unlimited Metro card and you walk out of the your train station, you see someone standing there, do you need a swipe? I got you, swipe them in. There's a campaign called Swipe It Forward, um, why accountability and allies have been, you know, maintaining for a really long time and that is definitely a way to plug in um, to this um, campaign and also, Cop watching. If you see someone and there's potential for police interaction, take your phone out. If you don't feel comfortable with video recording, audio works too. Not uh, narrate what you see happening. You know, so there are all different ways that you can get involved, but it starts with caring and it starts with understanding that your community is your business. So if you're around and you see something, that's your business. We can't put our heads down anymore and oh, it ain't my business. Let me stay out of it. Nah, that's your business. Get in it. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I've been trying to do as well. Anytime somebody asks for a swipe, I swipe for them, no matter what. Like, it's, it's legal, by the way, to all listeners. It is legal to swipe people in. You might hear police officers tell you otherwise, but it is perfectly legal. So anytime you have a chance to swipe people in, and um, just, just the other day, I mean, it was just last week, I, I live in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. so I live... Um, in Crown Heights is a predominantly black neighborhood, black and brown neighborhood. And um, I was I was about to enter the subway and there was a cop at my at my station. One cop, just one one cop. And there was two young black kids. And I could see exactly what was happening. They started looking over at the cop and at at the moment, luckily, the cop was distracted because he was talking to two white women. Mm -hmm. And so he was chatting with the white women, and I looked over, and the kids immediately jumped the turnstile and ran. And I felt at that moment I had the duty, I had an obligation to help. Yep. And so I ran in, and I obstructed the view of, like, from the cop to the kids. Like, I ran in so that I could kind of, like, shield the kids so that the cop wouldn't see them jumping the turnstile. And I think just doing little things like that, I mean, just try to be aware. So if you're riding the subway, everyone, just try to be aware of, do you see cops there? And if you see cops, do you see young um, black and brown kids that would be 
uh, easy victim for these cops and what can you do to help protect them? And it's just about showing that little bit of support in your community and that can go a long way. As simple as posting it. If you go into a train station and you see that there's cops there, post it, just alert it, you know what I mean? Now people know, um, you know, if they're going to that train station, they know that they're gonna be dealing with them. I'm sure that those two kids would not want to jump the turnstile when they see a cop there. Yeah. That lets me know they had to jump yeah. the turnstile. Mm -hmm. That's risky, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. People are doing this because they have to. Public transportation should be free, oh. period. For, for period, it should be free. I mean, I, I, it sh it I mean, I think that anything that is a public service should be completely free. Absolutely, uh, and that and that goes for education and healthcare. Absolutely, and everything else should be free as well. But uh, public transportation, there's no reason why it shouldn't be free. I mean, this city has so much goddamn money <sighs> already, you know, and they could uh, they could at least afford to let some kids go jump the turnstile and use the train for free. Get to Come A on. and B. It's, it's basic. Yeah. It, I mean, they already make so much money off of everyone else in the city. They, they're, they're making they're pl making plenty of money. Yes. Okay? And the reason why our trains are so fucked up is because of political corruption that happened decades ago. You know, this the, what we're seeing right now in the subways, it's not because of what's happening now. It's because of what happened decades ago when our political leaders wouldn't invest the funds into our subway. So now, you know, years later, we're feeling the effects. Yep. And we're feeling the effects of an outdated subway system that doesn't work for a growing city that just keeps growing in numbers, yep. right? So um, this is not because of young black kids jumping the turnstile. This is because corrupt, corrupted political leaders in our city basically screwed us all over. Right. <laughs> So um, that's something that we really need to remember when, you know, when when people give me the argument that, oh, but, but like they shouldn't be doing that. Like that. that like, oh, Eric Garner shouldn't have been selling illegal cigarettes. Like, oh, so that means they deserve to die. No, and like also <laughs> even that, you know, there was no cigarettes found on him. Like even that, like I, I always, you know, vehemently I'm like, yeah, that that's we're not doing that anymore. Because, like, you know, that was like a. It was a lie, you know. Yeah. They never found cigarettes on him. Yeah, it's just it was just their excuse yeah. to murder a man, right. right? And so let's bring it back to um, videotaping. So Ramsey Orta videotaped that, like he recorded Eric Garner dying. Yes. And uh, I mean, first of all, that video was so important for so many reasons, right? Like um, we got to see firsthand the brutality of the NYPD and and Officer Pantaleo, what he did to Eric Garner. We saw it, we saw it with our very own eyes. So my question is, with all these videos coming out, with the video of Tamir Rice being murdered, with the video of Eric Garner being murdered, um, all these videos coming out and still no indictment, why should we keep videotaping these officers? Why should we keep doing this? Is it working? Are we doing anything by, by recording them? Is it doing enough? Absolutely not. And it will never do enough in this current system. Like, yeah. it won't. It's This is the way it's supposed to go. But had we not been hitting the streets, had we not been uploading these videos, had we not been, you know, as militant and as consistent as we have been, we wouldn't have even gotten Pantaleo fired. He would have gone on desk duty, and then he would have been reinstalled. 
there would have been no federal charges, no disciplinary trial. It would have been Akai Gurley all over again, Ramarley Graham all over again, Kimani Gray all over again. So we're seeing, um, it's undeniable and can't be ignored, the power that we hold when we get together and we really demand you know, um, justice. It's, it's undeniable, but is it enough? No. No, it's, it's not. not. It's because the system is is built on, on white supremacy, right? Absolutely. And it's built to oppress black and brown people. Um, I think, uh, I guess my answer to my own question is, of course, it, yeah, I agree with you, it's not enough. Um, but what the videos have done for me, and I think for a lot of people in this country, is at least made people aware of how this is happening at a very alarming rate. Actually, this has been happening for a long time. We just never had the technology to show it. Exactly. And now we have this technology, right? We have these tools in our hands. Everyone um, has the capability now. Most everyone, sorry. Most of everyone that has uh, a cell phone, they have the capability now of exposing. And I think in that in and of itself will at least help to make this issue more widely known. And I think it, it has. It's, it's, given, it's given the movement a lot of traction. It's For sure. Yeah, it's given people the tools to record the police. I mean, I, there's been a number of occasions where I'll walk by and I see police officers detaining someone. I'll, I'll stand there and I'll just record. Even if nothing happens, like, you just record. And just having that, that recording... Um, you know, you never know. You like don't. You, you never know. You can. Y it can be used as evidence. It can be used, um, you know, in a, it, to to give justice in some way, right? Yeah. You know, when we record even these stops that don't seem um, dangerous, a person isn't hurt. You know, it could be that the stop was illegal to begin with, unlawful to begin with, and you know, the the charges dropped the court. So these things, you know, it does help on an individual basis for sure. We've been able to. You know, folks have won lawsuits. You know, folks have had charges dropped, you know, from our videos. Um, people have started patrolling their own neighborhoods. So those are the successes for sure. But in a overall sort of systemic way, we definitely need to do more. And that's going to have to start with completely dismantling what's currently in, in, in place. Yeah, there's com a complete dismantling of the system. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so when you're out there, are you scared? Are you, I mean... You, you must be, because you're a black woman. I mean, I would be scared for my life. I, if, and and you're willingly being around cops. Nobody likes being around <laughs> cops, you know? You're willingly putting yourself in harm's way. Um, you know, how do you feel about that? Like, are you scared every time you are out there? I probably should be, but um, I get more scared when I see someone being detained or it's a situation that could get out of control um, that's when I think the fear for me kicks in and it's not for me. It would be for the person that I see, you know, in the situation. So my fear comes from like someone getting hurt. I don't want to, I don't want to have the next video to go viral. I don't want to have whatever Ramsey order carries with him because you can't tell me that he doesn't carry some heavy, heavy oh, shit yeah, from that, some you know, serious trauma. No one wants to yeah. be the, but you know, at the end of the day, if I'm the one that's there, then that's what has to happen. They're killing him by the way. Yeah. They're killing Ramsey slowly. They denied his parole. Um, it's completely, 
He's been set up. If he had yeah. not filmed that video, he would be with his family free right now. Right. And that's the sacrifice he made in order to put this video out in the world, right? That's why I'm very stern on, listen, support your freedom fighters and support your cop watchers. And if, you know, if there's something, a way that you can reach out or a way that you see that you can support us, you have to do that. Because we put a huge target on our backs. And like you said, we do that willingly. Yeah. No one pays me to patrol, you know? And you have kids. Right. I mean... At any time, the NYPD could be targeting your kids, even. For They're sure. ruthless. For sure. So right? when I say, listen, support me, yeah. watch Cop Watch America, yeah. that's what you better do. <laughs> Shit. Exactly. So um, we'll, we'll plug it all again, <laughs> but definitely everyone go to copwatchcpu.com. That's where um, CPU's website is. And, and let's talk more about the show. So um, Cop Watch America, mm-hmm. it's on BET. It is. Um, I watched the first episode. Uh-oh. It's very <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> um, I think it's really well done. The show is really well done. And you know what I was thinking about when I watched it? Um, how, what, a, what a difference it is to the show Cops. Right. Remember, so like a lot, I, I think the reason why our society glorifies the police off police officers so much is because of these shows like shows like cops right and cops was really popular right like back in the day like what a couple decades ago it was like airing on tv everybody everybody watched it and everybody knew the jingle you know what you're gonna do what you're gonna (laughs) do they come for you like like they they made um cops into this character into like almost like a a tv character by 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 doing this they 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 sort of like desensitize right cop cops and and the work that they do but um so uh, when i was watching cop watch america it seems like it's almost like the counter to cops because now they're following the people patrolling the cops versus following the cops themselves um i think the show is really really well done i think it's really well done um and you know i love like that they're kind of like as they go through the show they feature you know new york and they also have atlanta like a crew in atlanta that they're that they're showing on the on the show and um i love the back and forth i i think that's really well done um but there's a little bit of of drama right that's kind of created on the show i I mean that's the the sense that i got um so i kind of want to get a more realistic like version of from you right like what really went down so um what i'm talking about is in particular is um they also feature someone named hawk newsome from black lives matter greater new york and and in the show they (laughs) they really try to uh like point out this tension between you and and the other group um you know i mean my question is then i guess in this movement there's going to be all sorts of different players and we're all going to agree and disagree and in a movement such as this where we're fighting for black lives and we're and we're we're fighting against police brutality we all have this common goal but we have differences in the ways that we get to that goal um you know i want to know how 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 exaggerated is the show and how real is the show so the situation and um the thing that keeps coming up (laughs) about hawk and i and and blmg and y it's let me just be clear there's no beef right like anything that i've said on the show i've said to hawk we've had conversations about you know 
why there is tension, you know, um, between our groups. Because it's, it's not an individual thing for me. You know, it's a political movement thing for me. And um, there's no beef. Like, if I see Hawk right now, I'll be like, yo, what up? Keep moving. You know, that, that's, that's just what it is. Um, it's clear. Like, listen, if you're in the movement and you're in New York, you know how certain groups feel about each other. In every single movement, there's been, like, you know, the, the issues within. Um, for me, it's important that they stay within because the powers that be that are very, very powerful and are looking at the show and are looking at our movement in any ways that they can come in and fuck it up, you know, um, they've used the division between us. Um, historically, they've used it to shatter and dismantle our movements, you know. So um, I have to be mindful of that in this platform and in how I answer questions because while, yes, you know, there are political differences and it's very obvious and I'm very clear on it, it's not no drama. It's not no beef. So, of course, you know, BET had to spice it up. Yeah, for you know, television. They had right? to spice it up. Yeah. But I ain't mad at them. You know, I ain't mad at them because I need ratings, too. <laughs> so I, I'm not mad at it. But it's not as, um, it ain't all as hyped up to be is what I'll say. You okay. know what I mean? Like, it don't it don't consume my mind. <laughs> it don't consume my day-to-day, you know? Yeah, because I, I, I've met Hawk personally mm-hmm. as well. Um He's always been, uh, you know, a very sp- respectful guy to me. And I could see, like, the differences in our politics and maybe in, in the approach. Right. Um, by the end of the day, like, everyone is fighting for that common goal, right? And I, I don't know. I guess this is just a personal take for me, but um, I, I want to find ways in which we can try to work together as much as we can, even if we have the differences, because... I don't want us to feel so divided that, you know, we can't come together uh, for this common goal, right? And and that's what the other side wants. They want us to be divided. Right. They want us to d- argue all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what their what their politics are, what their approach is, it's not my personal like approach. Uh, I definitely am with you on dismantling the system. Right. I don't think, I don't think there's any way that we can get into the system and fix it within. Right. It's, it's because this is, this system was built right on slavery. It was built on white supremacy. It was built on oppressing people of color. There is no way that we can get into the system within and fix that. I it mean, was also built with all of those things while also this dangling carrot. Like, you too can have this. Yeah. Never intending to give people that. Oh, So that's yeah. the thing for me. It's, it's like, you know, we got to come to terms with that first. Right. So, like, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, I'm for black, brown, and indigenous liberation. And, you know... BLM, GNY, predominantly black groups. So at the end of the day, I'm fighting for our liberation, yes. you yeah. know. Um, but if I see some shit that I feel is a hindrance to that as who I am as a human being, I'm going to check you. Yeah. And, and, and if I'm doing something that's a hindrance to your liberation, check me. Yeah. You know, because we need to be accountable in this movement. Right. And I, that's I, my I thing. agree. I totally agree. And 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 that's why that's why as I mean, I'm an Asian woman. Right. So. I don't have any personal experience being black in this country, but I can at least stand in solidarity with y'all and like and be there and show up for you all. Because for me, I I feel like there's a lot of anti-blackness in the Asian community in and of itself. And I I want to be the one of the people to stand up against that anti-blackness, because for me personally, 
I think standing with our black and brown indigenous brothers and sisters and people is a lot more important than trying to be white yeah. in this country. And also, like, our, our struggles and our liberation is tied. Like, and that's it is point tied. blank, you know? So when when one of us gets free, we all gonna we get all, free, yeah. you know? So um, yeah. thank you for that, because, you know, I'm... Dominican Puerto Rican black woman. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of anti blackness in my communities as really? well. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm combating that, you know, on a day to day basis as well. I feel like as long as we're doing that work, we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that's 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 why it's so important for me to make connections and build that community. And this is why I created this this show, this podcast, is because I wanna get like people's, you know, insights. And I want to get people's, um, you know, where they came from, like right. what what their background is, um, how they came about, you know, to doing this work. Um, so can I ask you a little bit about your, like you just mentioned, you're Dominican, Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. black. Like, can I ask you a bit about your family history? Like, you know, how, you, like where you grew up and what your family was like? So, um, yeah, I'm Dominican, Puerto Rican, black woman. Um, I am from the Bronx. Um, I was raised in Harlem and East Harlem and I've been in the Bronx for the last like 20 years. Um, my mom is Dominican black woman. My father is a Puerto Rican black man. And um, I have three baby boys, um, not baby boys. I have one 13 year old an 11 year old and a two year old. So um, life is busy, black and beautiful. Do you still live in the Bronx now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How how are the changes happening in the Bronx right now? Because when I first heard um, real estate people uh, started calling South Bronx Sobro, I laughed so hard. I mean, what is going on? That's just <laughs> dangerous because we are not the ones for that. Like, yeah, they're definitely trying. And, um, you know, gentrification is definitely happening. We're seeing more police in our neighborhoods. Harlem, you know? too, right? For sure. Harlem, Harlem has is unrecognizable. Yeah, unrecognizable yeah. to me. I. I was there not too long ago, um, and it it I didn't feel the same at all like that it, that it did ten years ago. They're even trying to section up Harlem as well, like South Harlem. Oh my God. Yeah, so it's it's um it's a lot, and you have a lot of amazing groups, you know, fighting this, you know. So um, when we talk about what we can do, right, not just protesting, you know, abolition and dismantling the system looks like many different things. You can feed the poor in your community. You can help people in your community. You can check in on your neighbors. You know, you can do cop watch trainings or teach cop watch trainings or cop watch, you know, so there are many things that we can do. Um, Is there any resources um, through CPU about how where people can do cop watch training? So we um, will provide um, cop watch trainings to anyone who's interested. You can just go on either NYC Shut It Down's um, social media or a cop watch patrol unit social media and um, we have options available for how to book a training with us, and we'll be more than happy to go and do that. Um, we have different Know Your Rights trainings. We have a youth training. We have, we've done them in shelters. We've done them in um, different organizations, different schools. So that is available. Um, and anyone can, can do training, right? Anyone can be a cop watcher, right? Yeah, I mean, as long as you care about your community or not a police officer, <laughs> then for sure. Yeah, let's, sure. let's, not, let's not have police yeah. officers do cop watch training on police officers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing. Yeah, and you do, um, I know you do, like, food um, banks and stuff like that, right? 
Yes. So the last Monday of every month, we're in East Harlem on 116th Street and Lexington at 7 p.m. Um, this is going to be November 25th, and it's going to be at 4 p.m. It's going to be our Thanksgiving food serve. And then this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in Hunts Point, the Bronx, we also have another food serve. That one's at 5 p.m. And we've been doing this for close to two years now on just grassroots funding and wow. grassroots, you know, um, aid. And and that's something else that you can do to get involved without, like, being at a protest or um, if you're uncomfortable, like, filming the cops because you're scared for your safety because that's a real thing. For sure. Um, you could definitely get involved by just, like, joining um, in these other community-based activities. Also, like, donate. Listen, if you got yeah. some funds and you appreciate the work that we do, you can go on any of our social media platforms and you can donate some funds. It'll go a long way, and we use all of the funds to help with our food serves, our actions, banner-making bail money for when we get arrested Ooh, fighting for your yeah. asses <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like there's a lot that people can do to support um nyc shut it down and cop watch patrol unit but mainly watch cop watch america tonight at 11 p.m yeah cop BT. watch america bet I, I i think it's a good show i think if anything it it helps to get more education more dialogue out there for right sure. like people like when they watch the show they could talk about it and i think that's the most important thing is getting people to talk about it um getting getting that dialogue happening absolutely um that that's the first step towards sure. towards anything and, and and trying to you know achieve anything in a movement i think having that dialogue is really important so this show is really incredible, everyone. You should check it out. It's BET. On BET.com, you can watch the first episode for free, mm -hmm. actually. Um, that's how I watched it. So definitely watch the show. It is... And Kim, you're incredible on it. Thank you. You really are. You're so you're just so badass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're gonna have a, a a screening November 29th in oh. the May Day space. I'm that stay tuned for more um info on that. But we are trying to do more watch parties for folks who don't have cable so yes. that they can watch it with us. And yes, because you know. a lot of people don't have cable. Rightfully so. It's just yeah. expensive. I don't have cable even. Yeah. So you know, like I I, I want to watch more. Um, I'm gonna try to get my hands on it. Um illegally maybe but yeah that's great like a sc like screenings definitely for and, and that will help also get the community together right right you can you can even like host fundraisers anything so we're gonna like do a cop watch training prior to the the show we're gonna do like a know your rights cop watch training and then Perfect. like do the screening yeah that's that's really great i i'm I'm so glad you were here today, by the way. Thank you for having me. This was, this was a really, really informative episode. And I I really, res again, I know I said before, but I respect what you do so much. Thank because you. you put your life on the line. And, you know, and, and for a lot of activists in this city that I've met, that I know personally, they, they, they put their lives on the line. Yeah. And that is that is so that is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's more than what anyone can ask for. It to, to me, it, it it shows how dedicated and how strong you really are. Not only because you're putting your life on the line, but you also have three boys. Yeah. And um, I just really want to uh, show my appreciation for you and your and my gratitude for you. And if there's anything that I could ever do. You know, please let me know. I hope this episode um, 
really shine some more light on the movement and what's happening here in New York. Um, let's just wrap it up by uh, repeating again, like where people can uh, follow you, find you know more information about CPU, Cop Watch America, NYC Shutdown, all of that. Gotcha. So if you um, film a video and um, you want to get it to um, Cop Watch Patrol Unit, you can go on social media and send that video to the account at Cop Watch Patrol Unit. And um, if you are curious about um, a Cop Watch training, a Know Your Rights training in your organization, community center, school, you can go on NYC Shut It Down and you DM us. We have tons of... Um, uh, if you go on our website, you can also just book a training there. Um, that's www.nycshutitdown.org. And you can go on at NYC underscore shut it down on IG. And you can also just hit me at, at CopwatchKimmy on IG or Twitter. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kim. Thank I'm you. so appreciative of you being here. Really, this was this was phenomenal. Um, and thank you, everyone, for joining us at Activist NYC, the podcast. Your support is much appreciated. Activist NYC, the podcast, is presented in partnership with Listening Party, the creators of Family FM. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Be sure to follow Activist NYC on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Activist NYC. Tune in next time.